So this is the beginning of the show, right? How the hell's the show start again? <laughs> From some far-flung corner of the globe. Wait. The globe is a sphere. How does it have a corner? Shut up. This is the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. Now with even more Shivo and a few of their traveling friends. Each of them sharing stories of everyday experiences of travels around the world. Hello, vicarious travelers from all around the globe. Welcome back to Bangkok, Thailand. My name is Evo Terra. And I'm Sheila D. Together, we thank you for following along with our journey around the world. Coming up on the program today... Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Oh, You've... that's right. Yeah. That's right. We have our son with us. Hello, NJ. Welcome to the program. We'll get to you in just a moment. That's right. NJ has been out with us for a week, and we will talk about that. We're also going to let Alyssa and Landon talk about a fantastic story, uh, a very heartwarming story about a fishing village in Nicaragua that you got to hang out for. But first, as he said, our son's here. Hi, son. Hey. What's going on? I'm so happy you're here. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, the boy's here. It's awesome. It's great. It's wonderful. We have spent the week down uh, in Co... Samui, Koh Samui, little island down in the south of Thailand. It was wonderful. We could regale you with the tour, with the stories of all the crazy things we did there, but I think the craziest thing is, so son, how do you like driving a motor scooter for the first time ever and in Thailand? And those are two distinctly different things. Oh, totally. Um, day one was terrifying. Uh, almost ate shit. Picked it up, and I was good to go after that. So so now this boy is 24 years old, and you, your experience riding a motor scooter prior to this time is what? Zero. Not even like riding a dirt bike or... Once, and it flew out from underneath me. I was about 10 at the time, and never again. Good idea, Mom. And, and we did the first day... Uh, we went to the beach, and then we had to go back at night in the rain. So let me just set the stage here, um, because... We went to Koh Samui for five days to take NJ down to the beach because Bangkok's nice, but Bangkok's just a gigantic metropolitan city, and he'd never been out of the country. Now he's in Thailand, so we decided to go to Koh Samui. Sheila found us a fantastic villa, private villa, private pool, very lovely, um, but Koh Samui's a big island, and the way you get around on Koh Samui is you either take an expensive taxi everywhere, they don't run on meters, they're very expensive, or you rent a motor scooter. Well, we are three. And while in Thailand, families of seven have been known to crawl on motor scooters together, we didn't want to do that because we're grown people. So we got two motor scooters, one for Sheila and I. You, woman, have not driven in over a year. I know. It's glorious. And you've never driven a motor scooter. I haven't, which is really weird. Growing up with the family, I did. So there we are on the island for a week, and so we got a motor scooter for Sheila and I, because I am the driver of the motor scooter, but we got NJ his own motor scooter. Was that a mistake for us to get you your own motor scooter, son? No, not at all. It was my favorite part after a while. You could have squoze in betwixt us. If you carried me like a child, like a baby, like in a cradle or something like that, I would have probably been okay with it. We did see a couple of those. If I threw a tantrum at any point, we probably would have spilled. Yeah, that wouldn't have been a good thing because you're a little heavier than most most babies out there. And I do throw tantrums. So you'd never been in Thailand before at all. This is your very first time, and we immediately thrust you on a motor scooter and say, good luck. Yeah, 
pretty much. <laughs> but the good thing, you have balance, so you can figure that out. Yeah. After a while, I was weaving in and out of traffic and everything. So, so, so tell the fine listener out there about the traffic in Thailand. What, what are your experiences of driving in Thailand, even walking on the street in Thailand? How's, how's traffic? They've heard us explain it. I would like an unbiased opinion. Well, when you're single file, um, it's, it's pretty comfortable. Surprisingly, when you have two people on either side of you on day one, it's not so comfortable. But after a while, you start to think, okay, I know that that person is going to get hit first before I get hit. So I should be good. He's offering up his parents. I don't know if you just noticed that yeah, we to were be the hit by a <laughs> But yeah. And so you got to experience island driving in traffic, which is, which is quite different because uh, it, it's missing a few things you're used to seeing, right? Traffic lights. Uh, I was surprised when I found out that there were more street lights or traffic lights than there were waterfalls on the island. <laughs> there were three, and we know of two waterfalls on the island. Right. And, and the road markings were awesome. Uh, none at all, actually. Well, there was a couple streets on there that had uh, one middle lane, but, you know, being a moped, you've got three people in one lane side by side, which is... And, and mopeds kind of had their own rules. Oh, what or rules? Or lack of. What rules? <laughs> yeah, that's Thailand driving for you. Uh, the, the rules are, shall we say, fluid. They're a little fluid, they're a little flexible. You can do the things you need to do to get by. And that's, that's the number one rule of riding a motor scooter, which you guys keep calling mopeds. We'll call motor scooters in Thailand is do what is necessary to not cause an accident, even if that means riding on the sidewalk. Did you ride on the sidewalk at all? I think twice, just really? when I'd overshoot any turns and I'd have to turn around and go the wrong way on the road, so I just instead hop on the sidewalk. Did that feel a little weird? Uh... Yeah, a little bit. I felt like I was going to get a wee-wee by, right behind me, but I only saw one cop on the island, and, <laughs> well, that didn't happen. Honey, how do you do on the motor scooter? I think he did just fine, and yesterday he even led. Yeah, that's true. We gave you the reins yesterday and said, go that mm-hmm. way. Took me a couple to days to figure out what speed I wanted to go. And uh, after a while, I figured out that I wanted to go all the speeds. Did you notice the speed limit? What? No, just the reduce <laughs> speed signs. That's about it. Once you get to the heavy populated areas, it would tell you reduce speed, but that's really about it. But they didn't tell you what it was. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, there were, I, I looked uh, closely for a speed limit sign, and I and I saw I saw nothing about that. How'd you like going up the the steep hills? Well, that we was went up on some of those. It was fun for me. It didn't look like it was fun for you guys, though. No. <laughs> No, no, it wasn't. So the, the island of Koh Samui is very mountainous uh, in, in the interior section. You can drive around what they call Ring Road all the way around the island, but getting into the middle means you're driving up mountains. And rental motor scooters in Thailand are notoriously underpowered. So we went up one spot that I had to not get off and push. There's not no, no getting off of the bike, but more just walking it up with, with my legs. And that was, that was a great joy. I should I should do that uh, less often. We need more powerful motor scooters. It makes me nervous when you do that too. So and yes, we should get more power from motor scooters when we do it. My advice would be don't do that day one. I'm surprised that I didn't tip that bike over when we had to turn around on the eighty percent whatever crazy uh, steep hill that we were on there. It was rather steep. It was a, it was a long ways up there. So you, you've seen traffic in Bangkok. We've not driven in Bangkok. Do you think you're safe? If you had to have a motor scooter on the street here, would you be okay? 
I think by now, probably, it's a little bit uh, closer to the batshit crazy uh, traffic style that I'm not used to, but I think I could get used to it after a while. And what about if you go back, when you, when you go back, because you're leaving us tomorrow, goodbye, uh, back to America, uh, do you think your experience in Thailand has better prepared you for driving a motor scooter or a motorcycle in the United States of America? I think so. Uh, here, I need to worry about, you know, people changing lanes out of nowhere. Uh, I don't have to worry about that as much in, in America uh, because they actually have lanes and, and rules. But I didn't see one person on the island texting and driving. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And considering two days before I left to come out here, I almost got rear-ended by somebody in the carpool lane who was texting and driving. Uh, yeah. I don't have to worry about that here. Really. Good observation. Interesting. Although I would like to point out you were the one that was Snapchatting and driving. We're based at, well, we're from California, okay. so we've been traveling two years now, and so currently we've been in Thailand for about three months. Nice. So I guess we're based in Thailand. You are based in Thailand. <laughs> but now they're based back in California, since it did take us about six months to get this episode released. My name's Alyssa Carlson, okay. so my husband is Landon, and we run our travel blog together. It's called Uneven Sidewalks. When Alyssa and Landon aren't hanging out with super cool people like us halfway around the world, they spend, as you'll hear, a lot of time in Central America. That's a prime destination for adventure travel. But when you travel the uneven sidewalks way, you get great experiences like this. Okay. So we spent most of our time in Central America, specifically mm -hmm. in Costa Rica. Ooh. So we spent a lot of time going to Nicaragua for visa runs. Uh -huh. And so a funny travel story is we were on our way. We went to Ometepe Island, which I totally recommend. Yeah. I have a post about it on my blog. It's a really great post. Very and, cool. Um, so we got off the bus too early. So we were walking. I was kind of upset. Oh, my bag is so heavy. <laughs> it starts to rain. So we get our umbrellas out. And we're walking down this dirt road. And this, this family sees us. And they're, like, all peeking out of their house, like, who are they? <laughs> and so they come up to us later and like, oh, you're the ones with the umbrellas. <laughs> like, it was so weird that you would have an umbrella because apparently they just Nobody. walk in the rain and it's no big deal. <laughs> and so then later, um, it's very interesting. The family has fifth, or 13 kids. Uh -huh. Oh, so, my. Uh, 15 total in the family. And their house was literally, like, so small. Wow. Very interesting. Super rustic farmhouse yeah. style. Um. So they fish for a living. Okay. The oldest son works separately. He makes about $3 a day. So it's very, very yeah. like poor settings. It was yeah. very interesting. So um, the family, the rest of the family, all the kids, even the little two-year-old go out and fish. And so the kids help by netting. They put the net out, bring yeah. the fish in. So I, we speak Spanish, so I went over to visit with the kids because I was so interested in this um, yeah. job they have. And, so they were catching all this, these fish and turtles and weird things coming out of this lake. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but um, so the little girl got, so they caught a fish. It was like this big, so tiny. <laughs> the little two-year-old was like holding it. And so my husband, Lyndon, is taking a picture. And he gets all close and she like takes it and like gives it a little kiss. And he got that on a picture. It was so adorable. <laughs> I would love to see that. Yeah, it so was I have to very look cute. Yeah. So later they invited us for dinner. Like uh -huh. so funny. Come 
whatever. My dad plays the guitar. Like just the <laughs> nicest, happiest people, even Aww. though their living situation was so sad. So we went, it got dark, they didn't have lights. We're sitting there in pitch black and they just wanted to visit. And wow. she said, next time you come, just come stay with us. You don't need to stay in the hotel. I'm like, what are we gonna do, dark pile? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, so it was just, it was a really unique experience and it was it was just so fun to be with the kids. Yeah. And something I'll never forget. How just, long were you there? Um, we, so we were there for, on the island, I think like five days. Oh, okay. So yeah, we kind of got to know them since they were like the only locals close by the, yeah, the place cool. we were staying. So very yeah, cool. it was really neat. <laughs> the show. Sorry we skipped a show last week, but it had been a year since I'd seen my son, and I think you'll agree that maximizing our time with him was worth it. We also heard you loud and clear from the last couple of shows that you enjoy listening not only to our witty banter, but also the people we meet along the way. So, this is your chance. It doesn't have to be people we meet on our current travels. If you're a friend of ours and you've got an awesome or funny story to tell about your travels, we want to chat with you. So get in touch. We'll line up an interview over Skype, Blab, something. Maybe we can get you on the show, too. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod for all of the music used in today's episode. For Evo Terra, I'm Sheila D. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. See you next week from Bangkok. Funding for this podcast and all the great content Shivo produced is made possible by listeners just like you. Visit shivo.wtf slash postcards to pledge your support and get a handwritten postcard each month as they travel abroad. Additional funding provided by Travelsmith, inspiring people to go places they've never been and keeping Shivo looking smart and well outfitted on their journey. And if you want to travel the world, it's cheaper than you think. Visit shivo.wtf, how appropriate, for more details and click on the house sitting link to find out exactly how they afford to travel the world in style. See you next time on the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. Podcast.